and may be seated. Let's just bow in a word of prayer and we'll come to 1 Chronicles chapter 5. Once again, let's just seek God as we come in prayer. Father in heaven, as we gather in thy presence, we come, O God, needing thee to touch us as a preacher. Fill us to the uttermost, O God, we pray. We ask for power in our preaching, our teaching, O Lord, in our telling. And we pray, O God, that you use us for thy glory and for thy honor alone. O God, we ask that thou would, O Lord, use the word which is brought forth. O Lord, I pray that you'll touch us, O God, that thou will be near to us. May we know, O Lord, that help of God, maybe, or even our tongue, and our mouth be touched with that, O Lord, live coal from off the altar. O God, lead and guide, we pray. O Lord, we pray that you'll help everyone gathered here to have a, a keen interest in thy word. Lord, may it be rejoicing in Christ Jesus. May it be, O God, a word for their soul. And if they're unsaved, O Lord, may they come to Christ. May they're, co- maybe they're cold. O Lord, may they get warmed. May they come to know. O Lord, back to their first love, we pray. Lord, just bless us now, we ask in Jesus' name's sake. Amen and amen. We're going to turn back to the words of First Chronicles chapter 5. And I want to read just verse 20 of this passage of Scripture. Yes, we'll go through other verses, but they'll be read already. But verse number 20 is where I really want to take my text from. And it says in verse 20, And they were helped against them, and the Hagarites were delivered into their hand, and all that were with them, for they cried unto God in battle, in the battle. And because he entreated of them, because they put their trust in him. Amen. We know the Lord. Bless the reading of his precious word. As we've now come, and it's amazing to think how we've come to the first month, the middle of the first month of January of 2022 already. Time is flying. I hear it from older people who say, well, now I get to this side of age, I, I think the time is flying. But every single person says time is flying now. It's not just the, older, the elderly will say, well, time is going on so fast, but every single person can see that time is going on. And as I look to the work of God in this day and age, in the, in the middle of this month, I believe that God's Word is still re- relevant and God's Word still as important as it was whenever God's Word came to the hearts of men and women. As this new year has come upon every one of us, I trust that everyone will burn for God. This land will burn brightly once again for the Lord Jesus Christ. It is a testimony to God's word that the people would shine. And God requires of his people to go forward for him. But to do that, we have to have a tender heart before God. And God wants us to pour our hearts onto him. I'm sure many of you have read the words of Second Kings chapter 22, verse 19, which reads these words, Because thine heart was tender, and thou hast humbled thyself before the Lord. A tender heart. It is true that every one of us need a time of refreshing. And sometimes we need to be told to stop. Or lean. To have that blessing of God upon our lives. I was thinking about the need for the fire to fall once again. And for the people of God to burn. If you could take this illustration. 
that I've given in my own congregation. I'll bring it again to you this, this afternoon, but the illustration that when a fire burns in an area, you don't have to ring around people and tell them there's a fire burning in Crossgar. People will go to see the fire. They will see the effects of the fire that's burning upon that place. They will become interested in that fire. And many people will even run to see that fire burning. Rather than stop and tell somebody, they'll take a video or take a picture. But if someone's trouble and in trouble in that fire, will you warn them that the fire is burning? Yes, of course. And yet... There is a greater need for the fire in our hearts of God's people to fall and may God the Holy Spirit move upon this land to, reach, to use us to reach a people that have yet to be reached by God. Because whenever the fire falls, people will come. They will come and they'll want to see what's going on. And when God works, they will ask what's happened to the work of God. You see, when it's set alight, it will be noised abroad that the church of Jesus Christ is on fire. His desire in my heart for my congregation in Balnehinch that it would go on fire. Fire for God. It's my desire for congregation here in Crossgar that it will be set alight to be in fire for God. May you and me, child of God, this morning, maybe ask and call upon God for that fire to fall. May God put us on fire for him in this year of 2024. May we have a desire and a concern for other people who are unsaved. They will begin to get interested in God and want God's attention. That our conversations, our lives, our congregations would be, our lives would be fixed on the things of God because what matters most is where you will spend eternity. As we come to this passage of Scripture here, we're not going to look at it all. But if you had read the first ten verses of the passage, you would have seen the genealogy of Reuben. Now the next few verses after that, you see the tribes of Gad. And in the midst of, that, of those verses, you, see, you, read, you read the battle was about to, about to commence. A few tribes would join together for battle. A few tribes would be there for each other. For them to go forward. For my own heart, I wasn't going to say this, but I think we've lost or away in some way. When it comes to a gospel mission in our churches, we're afraid to send somebody, send to take a people or a bus to another church in case we lose someone. But 30 years ago or 20 years ago, we would have took a bus or two buses and brought our unsaved with us with just a thought of getting them one for Christ Jesus. And I want us to get back to there we come to the prayer meeting, we're asking God for souls to be saved, not saying, God, 
Will you save God, but how many are you going to save tonight or today? Because these people come together in this passage and they gather together. There was a number of 44,760 that come from one. It wasn't many what's going into the battle. But we find that if you look back in the scriptures, I'm not turned back, but in Numbers 1 to 4, Reuben's numbers alone were 46,500, Gad's were 45,650, and the next numbering of them were 43,730, 40,500. Yes, there was a lessening, there had been a falling away, but now there was a need for growth. And although as they gather here in this passage, there's not all their people, but enough had sought God that they could say the battle is the Lord's. Just very briefly, I want to consider these verses. And I just want to think on the subject of God who helps us in days of battle. God who helps us in days of battle. For whether we see it or not, we are currently in the battlefield of life. And it would be a sad day if we could not say that God has helped us. Because the Lord is always right there, willing and ready to come by and help our cause if we will only ask Him. If God was willing, then God would be able to deliver and do above and beyond anything that we could ever imagined. I was struck a number of years ago when the Bible, I read over and over, it says, if thou be willing. And I began to pray that way. God, bring people in, if thou be willing. God, save souls, if thou be willing. And if God's willing to do something, God will. But God helps in days of battle. I don't know what you're going through this morning. But God knows. Just a few things I want to look at. Firstly, the people God helps in battle. We read that verse 20, but it's those words at the end of that, at the middle of that verse, it says, For they cried unto God in battle, for he's entreated them because they put their trust in him. The children of Israel, they come, they, some of them have come to war. They have went out, they've taken up the banner because they know there's a need upon the community. And as they've gone to war, the hardship of battle are right before them. There's a challenge to take the enemy, take the, the war right to the enemy. There's a challenge, do I take ground or do I let the enemy take more ground from me? Or do I want to win and take more back from them? It is the thought that they were not going out just to be defeated. They were going out because they expected to come home victorious. And these tribes, the sons of Reuben, the Gadonites, and half the tribes of Manasseh, they come together and they're living on this side of Jordan. And it is that time when they know if they're ever going to go forward, if they must come together to stand against the enemy. They were the Lord's people. There's unity. And we see that the Bible tells us in verse 18 that the sons of Reuben and the Gadites and half the tribe of Manasseh are valiant men 
Men able to bear buckler and sword and shoot a bow and skillful in war were 44,700 and three score that went out to, out to war. They went out together. Yes, it wasn't all of them, but they went out as one. And as they go, they're going with the promise that God will never leave them nor forsake them. They're going with that promise that God will always be with them, even in the battlefield. But they were a people who were willing. And the Bible calls them valiant, which means they were brave, they were fearless, they were courageous. They were something that many of us, sadly, today are not. I wonder if you met someone who was against the things of God, would you be brave to talk to them? It's hard. Isn't it hard? But these people went out to war because they're brave, they're courageous, and they want to go forward. Just like we need to go forward in this world of sin. Child of God, may you take that to heart that each one will go together for the fight of the cause of Christ because to tell the world what God says is true. You know, these people had many traits in the battlefield. Just like us. Not every one of us can do everything. Not every one of us can do certain things. There's certain things you can do and there's certain things another person can do, but you're united together. Remember years ago going into one of our churches taking a youth rally. We began to take the youth rally, and that time it was all the church had. They hadn't got the, the equipment. All they had was a projector and slides to go up. And just as we began to sing the first song, that was chorus that was blessed for us to sing, it broke. It fell apart, and nobody knew how to fix the projector. But an eight-year-old boy walked up to the front because he was there because his dad was a caretaker of the church. He walked to the front, lifted a screw from wherever he found it, pulled the thing up, pushed it in, walked back, and the thing worked like a treat. But not everybody knew how to do that. Actually, there was nobody else there that did, but except for that eight-year-old boy. You see, we all have different things and different talents. And there's different things that we can do. And just because everybody looked at him and thought he was eight years old, they didn't see that he could do something that nobody else could do. But they went together. And the Bible says that they were full of treats. They were in the battlefield, chapters, in verse 17. They were in, the, in verse 18, they notice that their skills... There's some who are able to buckler a sword on a sword. There are some who could fight well. There were some who were strong, who were confident. They were content in their abilities. They were men of military uh, who were still relying on God. These people knew that it was that although they had the skills, God still had to help them. Because in verse 20 it says, For they cried unto God. Maybe you think this morning, well, they're men of military. They're able with a buckler, they're able with a sword. Those men don't need help, but they still cried on God. They knew their own weaknesses. 
and they come before God because they know that only God can help them. The Bible says also in that verse 20, and they were helped against them. Why? Because they cried unto God. There's also men in verse 18 who do something else. They aren't good on the sword, but they're, they're, they're able to shoot a bow. They tell us someone who's able to shoot a bow correctly has a steady hand. They have a keen eye. They know a bit of how to get to the target. They're different and skilled than others. But the Bible says that they went out together. They went out together. They had the bow ready for battle. It seemed as if they, had, they were good at their shot. It was consideration that they were able to shoot whenever they were called upon. They may not, not have done the other things. They may not, may not have good abilities in other things. But they did what they could in the battlefield. And what they did was essential for them winning the battle too. Just as it's essential for you and for me to work on the, on the things of God. There's also men who were skillful in war. Not in verse 18. Skillful in war. When you read that verse, read that passage, skillful in war, you think it's like a commando, one who's just able to go in and do all things. Those are the people you want in battle. Those are the people who can act. Child of God, what, we, what, what do we need in the battlefield? We need to know God's word. We need to know God's word that we will stand against those which come against the word of God. Those that oppose that were to stand up. We need those that know God's word. But did you notice something? All these people were great for the battlefield. Those in mil skilled in military. Those of buckler and sword. Those with a bow. They were great for the battlefield. But there's something else that stands out above and way above those skills are mentioned. And yes, I know it's good to have those skills. And maybe... Others will know far better than me about the skills of battlefield. But when it comes to battles, when it comes to the battlefield of the Christian walk here in our own lives, I feel that it isn't always about the number in battle or the number of comrades you have with you. But it is weapons with able hands that battles one. But the thing that stands out in, the, in this battle is that they were one, they were together. They were not afraid of the enemy that come against them. But they were right. And they're right to go into the battle together. And the reason why they won this battle is this, that the Lord helped them. I wondered this morning, do you want God to help you? Do you want God to make you what you know God could make you to, to be? You don't see the possibilities which God has for your life, but God sees it. God sees your potential way before you'll, you or anybody else will ever see it. But the children of Israel, they were in a battle. And verse 19 says, 
and they made war with the Haggites and Jeter and Nephish and Noab. The company of the people gathered in that verse of Scripture is those that have been against Israel. You can read that in verse uh, number 10. You can read that in the days of Saul, they made war with the Haggites who fell in their hand and they dwelt in the tents throughout the land, the, the east of the land of Gilead. And there was the battle that we went before and they, they lost out in battle. But now they come ready to, do, to take back that ground. They come now ready because they know that God's with them. And now the enemy would face the children of Israel and, and God's people once again. And child of God, we often see that happen in this day and age. Those who are against us are those who have been against us before. And they will come again and they will still want to see our defeat. But remember, I want you to remember this. We serve God who is able to help us in battle. For the battle is the Lord's. It is the Lord's. It is the Lord's. For God helps in battle. Very quickly, secondly, the, the reaction of the people who needed help in battle. It says in that verse 20 that they cried to God in the battle. They cried. Here, the children of Israel... They acknowledge God. They recognize that they cannot win the battle themselves and they needed God to intervene in their lives. They recognize that they went to the battle with these people before and they failed because they went in their own strength. And now they stand as a people on the midst of, on the brink of failure or success and they strand, stand on the grounds of going forward or going back. And knowing this, they sought help from God. And they come before God that they would see advancement in the work. That there would be a time of settling. There would be a time of coming to see an increase. And you know what they saw? Look at verse 23. And the children of the half-tribe of Manasseh dwelt in the land. They increased from Bashan Unto Baal Hermon and Zer and unto the Mount Hermon. They increased after the battle. God gave the increase. I gave an illustration a few months ago but about the geese. I'm sure many people know about the geese. They fly, when they fly, they fly at a diagonal. They fly, as it were, like an arrow. When one gets tired, they will move to the back. The other one will take over. But did you know this? That if one of those geese gets ill, two will drop off from that pack and they will fly with the one who's unwell or unable to fly properly. They will be with them. Whether they die or whether they go slow, they will fly with them. As long as it takes for them to get to the other side, two will fly with them. Do you know why? Because they're together. They don't want... They don't want left out on their own. And child of God, that should be the same for us. We don't want them to be left out on their own. We want them to be together. But these people like us desired God would come in and be, on, be their aid. They were acknowledging that they were just available to be used of God. 
They acknowledged that they needed God's intervention. And look what happens in the midst of that, that, that battlefield. It says in verse 20, The Hagarites were delivered into their hand, and all they that were with them. There was then a season of overcoming the enemy. And the reason? For they cried unto God. A season of blessing. For they cried unto God. And they placed their issues right where, where they should be. And they left them into the hands of the living God. And they couldn't go on unless God would help them. And they wanted a difference in their work. They didn't want to have the defeatist battle again. Just like we want, we want strength at the hand of God. They wanted intensifying of the burden. Just like we do. They wanted a desire for God to work just as we do. Just like in the previous chapter, remember Jabez who prayed unto God, cried. I'm struck by Jabez who said in verse 10 of that chapter, that thine hand may be with me. Chapter 4, verse 10, he wanted God. He wanted business done with God. That not only business done with God, but God would do business with him. He wanted God to put his, put his hand upon the work. What he saw from God, he was encouraged. And he left his petitions before God. And we find that the Lord said, and he granted his requests. And child of God this morning, so should we call upon them promises which God gives us, asking God's hand to be with each one of us, that we would cry out to God in this day. And the great days of testing and of battle that we would see that our requests and petitions were granted. Chapter 5 says, Children of Israel, in days gone by, they felt the effects of times of discouragement. But they weren't satisfied with the work being hindered. They weren't satisfied with standing still. But they cried unto God because they were in a battlefield. And because they wanted a direct intervention of the Lord their God. Just like I hope you do too. They sought the Lord that he would grant them ground to be gained. They wanted growth. Each one of us wanted to see growth, I mean spiritually. It marked a move of God establishing a people to burn for him. The reaction of the people to go into battle was to call on God to cry out. The recognition was that God answered their prayer. God came by. Very quickly, the willingness of God to fight for them. The Bible says he was entreated of them. Entreated. Those words are a blessing. They mean God received their prayers. That God heard their pleas. And I'll not turn to it because of time, but you could read over Psalm 22, verse 4 and 5 about that too. But may God hear our continual praying. That he will answer prayers, knowing that in Isaiah 59, verse 1 says that his ear is not heavy that it cannot hear. Child of God, that means we can go forward. We can. 
And I want you just very finally, time's gone so quickly. The reason why God helped in battle. Why did God help in battle? Verse 20, because they put their trust in him. They had confidence in the Lord's abilities. They had confidence in what God could do. They had no doubt that if God willed, that they too would be victorious. That they would take new ground. So thinking of those people, why can't we? Why can't we? Why can't we see God move in this day? We can. For child of God, this is our opportunity in the year of 2024 to, to get earnest before God to see God move. I know like me, there's times you've saw discouragement. But child of God, where to go forward? Maybe there's a time when you've been knocked down or knocked back. Just when it seems you've reached that top, that mountaintop experience. And it's sometimes when you get to the mountaintop as if somebody just decided to push you. God says, cry unto me. But let's not hold back. Let's never get used to, to going backwards. Let's never get used to days of discouragement. But always think of this verse 20. When we're down and out, God listens to our cry. And I would ask God to give us that desire that we would cry unto God. That we too would trust him. As a preacher of the gospel, it is my desire to see much fruit this year. Because like these people, I want to see answer to prayer. May God give me that tender heart to pray. That approachable spirit that people will come and speak to us about the things of God. We will see fruit for our labors. Fruit for our labors. That God will answer prayer. I was glad at the week of prayer. When I heard men praying and talked to men. And just like ourselves, they were able to say, God has used us to reach people for Christ this year. We saw souls saved in our ministry. We've seen God move in people's hearts. I'm not satisfied, neither are they. Because we want to see God do it again. Child of God, what about you? Do you want to see God do it again? You can. May we ask God and cry unto God in this time. Maybe by like these people, they were entreated of God. Why? Because their heart wanted God to do something. Do you? I wonder, do you? Our last hymn this evening, before we have a word of prayer, is hymn number 515. Is your life a channel of blessing? Is the love of God flowing through you? You're telling the lost of the Savior. I read his blessing to do. 
this or service to be. We're just going to sing the first and last verse. I'm going to stay standing for a word of prayer once we sing it. The first one in verse five, four of 515 on the page 384. 515 on the page 384, verse 1 and verse 4. And we'll stand together to sing and then stay standing for a word of prayer. Let's stand together to sing. Come into thy presence. O God, we thank thee for our gathering here in thy house this morning. Pray, O God, that thou be with the, with the people of, gathered here throughout this day and draw them into thy house this evening. Bless the walkers, sisters, as they sing. Bless us as we bring thy word. O Lord, we pray that everything that's done will be for thy glory. O Lord, we thank thee that thou art able to deliver us. Lord, I pray that you'll be with this congregation. Bless the minister and his wife and family. O oh God, we pray that you'll draw by. O oh Lord, encourage them. O oh Lord, may they know the touch of the Lord our God. O oh Lord, as we leave this place this morning, may it be said of our own hearts, it's been good for us to be here. For here we truly met afresh with the Lord our God. Part us with thy blessing, take us to our homes in safety. Lord, we leave us this in thy hands and in thy care. We pray these things in Jesus' name's sake. Amen.